0: Dennis, it's very funny that you said I, like, have an obsession with playing a villain just from, like, (laughs) this podcast. Because you never heard me play Dave. And Dave was a horrible person. Dave
1: is the bane of my
2: existence. Okay. So, you know, last episode where Mags is desperately trying to convince Morris to come back to himself. Yeah. That was, like... The entirety of the other game that we played with Lester as
3: Dave. Wow.
0: Dave's go-to combat move was to (laughs) turn whoever he was fighting into a goo puppet, which did kill
2: them in the process. Like instantly. Insta-death and puppeting (laughs) their cadaver. Cause he was a goo man made out of goo, and so
0: he would like enter through all of their orifices and just like oh my God. slaughter them, and then he would like operate them around as a goo puppet, and it that's was how very he, handy. That's how he did all his space hikes. He was the worst. And then sometimes he would get on the spaceship, and he was still in the goo puppet, and so they would have to like oh. we'd have to throw the goo puppet out into space, out the airlock. Yeah, it's terrible. It was great dave wow dave didn't even have a gun (laughs) his
2: only way of fighting was to make you puppets and you guys know how much lester loves whipping out his gun
3: (laughs) Yeah, jesus
2: that rage had to be channeled in other ways (laughs) <laughs> and it was by puppeting the dead bodies of our enemies.
4: It was by slurping his goo into everyone's orifices.
2: Slorping.
1: <laughs> it wasn't even your enemies. It was just like
2: it would just be guys. It would <laughs>
0: be, be like the janitor workers. <laughs> like Ooh.
1: you just fucking murdered them.
0: Nate would be like, "There's a janitor on the scene," and I would be like, "Does the janitor have access to doors?" And Nate would be like, "I guess," and I'd be like, "Dave murders him and takes over." his
2: body
4: (laughs) let me get up in that janitor's
2: holes (laughs) that was the thing is that it was always a murder like it was never occasionally occasionally (laughs) it
0: was like a strategic like we are in a fight and so dave needs a gun so he's going to take over someone's body to get access to a gun but (laughs) most of the time it was just like murder (laughs) the
1: story was your race was like the progenitor of all life. What? Dave was the primordial ooze.
0: He was an anti natalist primordial ooze. So he was, you know, he had motivation to do murder <laughs> all the time. Nate would like really try and like make Dave sad. He would be like, oh, you're going into your pocket to look for your keys. And you also find this picture of this <laughs> man's loving family that he will never see again.
1: I was not trying to make Dave sad. I was trying to make you sad. Yeah, and
0: it didn't work. <laughs>
1: Look, I can't help it that you have no empathy whatsoever, (laughs) you fucking psychopath.
0: Wow. (laughs) Psychopaths get shit done. I guess.
4: It's amazing what you can do when there are no pesky morals getting in the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Exactly.
1: So everyone, <laughs> welcome to Nameless Monsters. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, Season Woohoo! one, episode 19. I got it right this time. <gasps> I'm
2: so proud of you. What?
1: First try, didn't have to look it up. Did not glance over to my notes to make sure that <laughs> that was correct.
2: Does anything cool
0: happen when you turn 20? You're just not a teenager anymore. Yeah,
1: pretty much You know, but when we do episode 21, when we turn 21, we'll have a big party and we'll.
0: We'll all do shots.
1: We'll just, yeah, we'll all do shots while we record.
0: (laughs) Every time Morris whips out his gun or Brad (laughs) takes off his clothes or Max has a panic attack, take a shot.
1: We're all going (laughs) to (laughs) die.
0: Turn it into a snuff podcast. All right. Well, (laughs) welcome to Nameless Monsters. Welcome to Nameless
1: Monsters. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, I am already completely The first off. six
0: minutes of my audio is just laughing. Um, this is Nate. He's our keeper.
1: Oh, 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 yes. Uh, welcome to Nameless Monsters. I am Nate. I am your keeper. I'm keeping that energy up, because it's late, and it's after work, and we're all tired. Ew.
4: Bow, 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 bow.
1: And with us tonight, we have Dennis!
4: Hey, I'm Dennis. I play Brad the Mundane. We both use he, him pronouns.
1: And
0: we've got Lester. I, I thought you were going to go to Heather next. I'm not ready. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's Lester. I play Morris, and we're both he, him pronouns. Now, I should go back to the
2: robot thing. I like this better. <laughs> All right. <Okay>. And Heather. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heather. I play Mags. We both use she, her pronouns. Oh my god, it's fucking (laughs)
1: contagious. And finally, please don't be a fucking
2: robot. It's
3: Rachel! Hi,
5: it's Rachel, fighting literally every urge in my body to not do a robot voice. (laughs) 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 They, them, I am playing Charlotte Johnson, the monstrous she, her.
1: Last time on Nameless Monsters... Who wants to give us a recap?
4: I'll do it. Well, hey, Rachel hasn't really gotten the chance. No.
0: No. I was going to do it, and Heather spoke so fast, I was like, oh, Heather's trying to make sure I don't say anything fucked up.
1: (laughs) I mean, Lester, you give a good, very general, very, very general overview of what Morris does. Yes. And I, I think of what Morris does. And I
3: think that Heather gives a more rounded,
0: uh, filled out. Oh, Heather is definitely better at it. I just don't think we should always put it on the
2: woman. You know what? You're right. I mean,
5: You're right. She's already carrying this whole show on her back. Y'all. <laughs> Us men should at least show why we're inept, and the woman has to do it.
4: Is that your whole strategy? This whole is that what you've been doing this whole time?
5: You guys are building my base, which is hashtag Keep Men Out of Gaming.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> All right, so we opened in Mayor Cordry's office. He was there with Jaden Indigo Child. He wanted the Interlopers dealt with. We are so close. The guardian is gone so people can come in. Jaden has, quote, just the tool to, quote, kill two birds with one stone. The plaid wizard, on a cool stone floor in a room with intricate inlaid patterns. Our hero is almost ready, but his mind has been touched by the other side. That's okay, he has to be because of the prophecy. And then we meet Charlotte, who is Brad's sister, and we're all very excited and like her a lot, and she seems... Healthy and at full health and ready to fight things.
5: (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) At full
2: health. (laughs) Most important part. She tells us that she's been looking for us for almost three months. There's a touching scene with her and Brad. Everybody go back and listen to it. The audience saw Jaden doing something to someone tied to a dental chair in a sterile room. We scribed for Adelaide, the crystal shattered over the center of town, which was City Hall, Greg's General Store, and the church. As we were leaving in Mag's SUV, a figure stood at the edge of the light wearing a hospital gown. And Morris, in his psychosis, looks back and saw them there. <laughs> it seems that Greg took Adelaide to the church, and the, a dragonfly-winged hospital gown-wearing figure watches us as we enter into the church.
1: You all open the double doors to the church and walk inside as you enter what you see is if y'all know this term the the narthex it's like before the sanctuary it's like an area that you walk into to be welcomed into the church right the foyer Isn't that just a lobby the foyer it's a oh,
3: lobby. oh, oh it's a lobby, yeah
5: yeah yeah it's the foyer it, yeah yeah
1: i
4: thought you were referencing a D monster
5: me too i was like what <laughs>
1: It's fairly large. In the middle is, like, one table that's a semicircle. In the middle of the tables, they make a circle with, like, a little walking path between the ends. Uh, There's some chairs. And on the walls, there are some couches. And then on the right-hand wall, there are, like, booths with tables at them. And there's a couple doors out of here. Some to your right. And... Then straight ahead, there are some doors. This whole place is very, um, it's not that old. It's probably the most up-to-date looking place here in Triple Springs.
0: Interesting, Ain't that how it goes?
1: <laughs> the carpet is like a deep red, is very low pile. It's almost like felt. I noticed there was a
4: distinct lack of, like, an Adelaide there (laughs) waiting on us. You
1: are correct. There is no one here. A bunch of creepy cultists. There are some books on the tables and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I want to look on the table and at the booths over to the right and see, like, what the media situation is. Show me a pamphlet.
1: There's, uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't know that they, well, yeah, they'd probably have paper pamphlets.
2: From a mimeograph machine?
1: So, uh, yeah, there's, there's some pamphlets. There's, like, church events and, uh, what hymns are being sung for this Sunday's service. Notes about people dying and... Is there a... Uh, not in a bad way, just, just people
4: passing away, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there a newsletter up anywhere from Pastor Greg?
2: Oh, jeez.
0: God, who is the pastor? Cause I don't think we've heard from them.
1: It is not Pastor Greg. You find a newsletter signed like, uh, hold on one second.
0: Okay. Well, he's thinking, you guys know those bulletin boards no, that I'm are like pulling up my notes. community bulletin boards you'll see at community centers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I am imagining one of those in those churches. And like seventy five percent of the posters on it are just
5: Greg bulletins about like his different stores. Yeah, he teaches guitar on top of everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, he coaches the like youth soccer team.
4: There's a there's a flyer for that that uh, Bible study that happens every Thursday at Greg's diner. Right,
2: right. <laughs> Free pie with a bulletin.
1: Yep. John Eichner is the pastor here.
2: Okay
4: is charlotte still a bloodhound can
1: she
5: yeah i was gonna say can i retcon that i'm still a dog
1: i mean you can just shapeshift at will so don't
5: waste time getting naked in heaven to do it all again but i do that
2: <laughs> i'm going to stand here and listen do i hear anybody milling about is there a class going on anywhere is there bake sale we know that there are people here where are they in the building
1: I don't want to make you roll read a bad situation because I don't think that there's anything to hear. It is, it's very silent.
2: Weird.
4: They probably got it down in their, the church, the communal, like, murder basement. The murder, basement <laughs> the murder basement, indeed. basement, of
5: course. And using my adorable basset hound nose, I would like to find it. <laughs> find where Adelaide is. Oh,
1: that's right. That stuff. Okay, why don't you roll investigate a mystery?
5: Oh no,
2: that's a three plus two is a five. Oh no. Don't you have something that gives you bonuses when you're, I uh... I added it. Oh. Oh no. Oh, brutal. Oh.
1: Okay. Uh, let me get my Monster of the Week book out. Wait
5: a second, wait a second, wait a second. Is it too extra to use luck?
1: No, but I, oh, I did forget to tell you. You do need to have less luck than everybody else. Well, then, then seven. How much luck has everyone used?
0: I have used
5: three. Just one.
1: I've used two. Okay, so, Rachel, mark off two luck. Two? Yep.
5: Well, I don't want to now.
1: Uh, I took the average. One plus two plus three divided by three is two.
2: One plus two plus one plus one.
1: One plus two plus three plus one.
4: So
5: this is just base luck that I've used already? Yeah. Yes. I roll.
4: It's part of your backstory.
5: It'll be real fun when I turn into a monster and gore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it.
1: Fun, fun for who?
5: Nathan. <laughs> and Nathan only.
1: Do you want to use luck?
5: Um, no. Okay. No, I don't. Can
0: Morris do a little ritual to help out? So I did think initially about helping out, but I don't know if Morris, in his current state, would willingly help out. Um, You
5: said, and I quote, that I was the only thing that you trusted because I could turn the well. Okay, 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 okay.
0: (laughs) What is what's the base thing that you were trying to do? Is it just the smelling?
5: Yeah, I'm just trying to sniff for Adelaide. Try to figure out where she is.
0: Okay, I'm gonna roll to help out.
1: How are you helping out?
0: I've got like a little travel size baby powder, right? Uh huh. That I got from under the sink. Uh huh. Morris is dumb enough to think that's still made out of crushed up talcum. <laughs> so he's going to sprinkle it in a circle around the dog and like wave his hands around to do his little crystal stuff.
5: We could say, we could say that maybe it's the delicious smells of whatever last church events food that is getting to me and this little circle of scent defiance is keeping the smells out, everything else out. (laughs) It's going to dull.
0: He's using the talcum powder that I don't think is made out of talcum anymore uh, to, like, neutralize the other scents in the area magically to make it easier for her to pick up Adelaide's scent. All right,
1: Lester, look, you can do it, but there is one condition. You must roll used magic as well.
0: I got a 10 for Use Magic, because it's 3 plus 4 plus 3.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Ooh. What is your effect?
0: I'm barring this place to food smell. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
4: Jeez. This is exactly what the people at Evil had in mind, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I got an 8 for Help Out. Hey. hey. A mixed success would be like I, I make all the food smells go away, but the curry smell from me and Mags is still there yeah. because it's not food-based technically.
1: <laughs> well, the mixed success with Help Out, it Is means it different? something. Yeah, it, there's, uh, a, there's, a, there's a thing.
0: Someone's going to pop out and shoot me. No, that's what he does to Brad.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad always gets shot. On a 7 and 9, your help grants them plus 1 to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger.
4: Hmm. He's going to flash the
1: dragonfly man. Oh no, that's unfortunate. I have exposed you to trouble or danger. Oh boy. That's probably fine.
5: I guess I feel like it just made everything we did moot, so I don't know.
1: All right. So, uh you catch Greg's scent without the scents from the From the food that was prepared here not but two hours ago.
5: I am looking for Adelaide, not Greg. Is Greg the one I just get because I didn't do it well?
1: Oh, right. Duh. It's a mixed success on Investigate a Mystery. Ask your question.
5: Um, where did it go?
1: I think that you catch Greg and Adelaide's scent, and they go the same direction.
5: I follow it.
1: (laughs) So, where it goes is into... The one of the right hand doors. So on your right, there's a pair of bathrooms and then another door that leads into a hallway.
5: I want to do a little circular dance around my clothes and stuff. Hoping somebody will pick it up. Mags
2: picks them up and puts them <laughs> in a <her> bag.
5: <laughs> and then I'm going to start clawing at the door.
1: Okay. So you push open the door. Um, it's just, This one is just a single door and you walk in. There are like round high tables. In this hallway, it's a large, wide hallway. There are round high tables with uh, high chairs around them. And there are windows in here on your now left as you walk in that have a view of a courtyard outside. It is rather dark out there and you can't see very well. But there are some trees and uh, some benches and things like that. The smell continues down this hallway.
2: Is there anything on the hall to our right? Or is that where the theoretical bathrooms are?
1: Yes. Part of that is where the bathrooms would be, but then after that, you see a single door. Okay. And then this hallway ends in a T. But like I said, the scent goes all the way down this hallway. Does that single door have a great
4: big lock on it?
2: <laughs> in the shape of a
4: skull? Or anything?
1: No.
2: Psh- Is it marked in any way? Is it an office? It
1: looks to lead into a smaller hallway, and there are, like, several doors closed
2: in that area. All right. But the scent doesn't go down this hallway. It goes down the larger hallway that also splits into a T. Correct.
1: A T of large hallways.
2: My map that I'm drawing is ridiculous. I got lost.
4: I was so. going to say, maybe it's just me.
1: How about I draw it for you?
0: Yeah, draw a map.
4: Sure. I will draw a map for you. Got a real, got some real M.C. Escher vibes going on right now in my brain.
3: Yeah.
5: Should we split up? I guess Dennis, I guess
0: Morris no. will split up. No, no, that's probably Morris.
3: Okay, back. okay. I okay.
5: think Charlotte's going to kind of, like, run in between your legs like a cat would do. almost. Aww.
4: But with much droopier skin and floppier ears. Oh. No.
0: Do I have anything I can play? I'll get out Deputy Tony's number and, like, crumple it up into a ball and, like, throw it. Like, play catch.
1: Okay, so, Heather, you go into this door, the one that I'm yeah, pointing at? I'm, I'm just checking
2: right. it. Checking that door.
1: Okay, it looks like it definitely goes into offices and connects... Probably right here.
2: And the scent doesn't seem to be, it I goes confirm, in with Charlotte. There.
1: It, it goes does in It does go in there? Yeah, it goes in there.
2: Oh.
5: That being said, now I'm going to change back into a human and put some clothes on.
2: Mags will draw her mag light out and her pistol. Do the, I'm doing it with my hands. Nobody can see it. Left hand with the flashlight and right hand with the gun clearing a room. Checking it. A
4: cool cross wrist situation. Yeah,
2: yeah. Charlotte is doing the same thing.
5: We're so cool, Charlotte. Yeah. Morris is also going to do the same
0: thing because he doesn't want to feel left out.
4: <laughs> Brad mopes behind the three of you.
0: Oh, Brad. Oh, Does Brad
5: not have a gun? No, oh,
3: no Brad. you are you just still
5: depressed? <laughs> <laughs> both. Bit of both, isn't it?
1: I would like to note that the offices are dark. Okay. There's no light in here.
0: Flip the light switch on. You flip the light switch on? I Like, is there a light switch? Yeah, there's a light switch. I mean, shouldn't we just flip the lights on? That feels like an easy solution, right?
1: I don't know why y'all are dithering over this. I'm dithering
0: because it, everyone else is like switch. hesitating.
1: As you walk in, Morris flips on the light.
0: All right, thanks for making the decision for me. You're welcome. <laughs> Sometimes I just need that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just an office space. There's a red swing line stapler. Shh. <laughs> ha ha
5: ha ha. Whose office space? I'm gonna do a cursory glance. Whose name do I see?
1: Sure, there's two offices. Each have a nameplate by them. It says Bob and Bob. Okay. And then the largest office that says Pastor uh, John Eichner. I- John Eichner, thank you.
2: I'm gonna go try the door, is it open?
1: It is not. It is locked.
2: Is there, like, a receptionist desk out here somewhere?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a receptionist desk.
2: Okay, I check that desk because I know that there is a spare ring of keys somewhere in that drawer. Heather knows this from sure. my own personal knowledge of inhabiting that desk. Why don't
1: you give me Investigate a Mystery? <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm, the dice do not know that I have this knowledge. <laughs> but still a seven. Uh, hold one. What's being concealed here?
5: Sure.
1: Uh, what is being concealed here is a set of keys.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done.
5: And that's how the game works. <laughs>
1: You've solved my church office mystery.
2: Oh, uh, cause Mags was a secretary for a long time. She sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She knows how these things go. I
1: should have given you plus one on the roll. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it's all right. It worked anyway. So I'll pick up that ring of keys, take it all with me. And go and work the keys until I find the right one.
1: I like this image of everybody like trying doors and nobody can get in. And you're all sitting there kind of scratching your heads like, <laughs> what do we do now? You know, it's going to make a lot of noise if we bust these open. And then just Mags walks up with a set of keys and opens opens Pastor John Eichner's door.
2: Yep. Come on, guys.
1: Calling them like dogs. Mm. <laughs> Love it.
2: No, I was being (laughs) quietly encouraging. (laughs) Everybody is real down. (laughs)
3: Okay,
1: you head into Pastor Eichner's office. This is where the scent leads, and it was in this room, but there's no one in here.
0: Mm. Let's check the ceiling or the floor.
1: Uh, It is also dark in this room. Just FYI. Put
2: the lights on.
1: Okay, you cut the <laughs> lights on.
2: Feeling around for switches, buttons, hidden panels, touching all the bookshelves, pulling on all the spines.
1: Sure, sure. Why don't you roll me investigate a mystery? And while you're doing that, I think I would like... Morris, what's your paranoia like right now? How you doing?
0: I like the dog, and the dog likes Mags. I'm a
5: human now.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think that would make my paranoia worse, wouldn't it? Because you just showed me that you took, a, you body snatched the dog. Oh man!
1: Right. So I think you roll me. Read a bad situation.
2: I got a twelve for the record. Oh hell yeah!
1: Jesus. Hold two. Investigative mystery is too strong.
0: I got a seven.
1: A mixed success. Hold one.
0: Are there any dangers I haven't noticed?
1: Yes. All of these offices border the outside. Oh. And as you're kind of looking around, you glance through the door, and you're able to see through the door across the hall's, like, little window. You know, those little rectangular windows that are indoors a lot? Yes. And then you are able to see outside, and you briefly get a glimpse of a bald man wearing a hospital gown. Standing outside the window. Is
0: that hospital fucker again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. And you blink and they are gone.
0: I hate this. Um, while you're describing that in my head, I was like, I should really check that my door is locked. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but I know I locked
0: it. Um,
1: he has a total neutral look on his face.
0: Yeah, but before I saw him disengage his jaw and he had an eye in his Correct. mouth.
1: Yes, you did see that. You think you saw that.
0: And now he's following me. Yep. Oh my God. That's not going to be good for the paranoia.
1: He is staring right at you. You can feel it on your skin.
0: No, I'm terrified of windows at night. Okay, no. no. Uh, I don't
3: know if this is I don't
0: know if this is Lester speaking or Morris speaking, but I'm going to use magic to bar a place to evil hospital men.
2: I love yes. it.
5: If you didn't do it, I was going to do it. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was. You're barring
1: this door? All of you suddenly see Les, uh not Lester. All of you suddenly see Morris.
5: <laughs>
0: Morris spiritually summons me yeah. and then my fear of at night. <laughs> what?
1: Right. So Lester, uh, how does Morris do this?
0: Okay. I'm going to do a circle of salt. Would I just do it around the whole perimeter of the room or can I just put a line in front of the door?
2: That's how they do it on Supernatural.
0: Around? Yeah, I think you can do a line on the door. Just do a line on the door. Okay, I'm going to put a bunch.
4: Assuming it uses doors. Don't.
0: don't. Dennis. Dennis.
4: I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: I'm going to put a bunch. I'm just, you know what? Fuck it. Morris is going to put salt all
3: around the entire goddamn room.
0: Okay? This whole room is just going to be salt. This, like, the,
5: and I'm going to, like, shake
0: some extra on
5: the carpet. Like, there's just salt
0: just to be everywhere. Safe. Just an entire
5: box of Morton. You literally cannot, yes. like, you yes. can't have too much salt, I don't think, in this situation.
0: Right. And then I'm also going, like, to make it double powerful, I'm bringing out crystals as well, like... Just spiking it? Protection crystals, yeah, spiking it. Like, when you want to make things extra clean, so you mix ammonia and bleach, like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so why don't you go ahead and roll Use Magic? The first
0: one was a four. Oh, shit, second one was a four. I got a plus three to weird, and then I successfully cast Magic earlier, so I get another Ooh, plus one. Oh, right.
1: All yeah. right, Well done, Morris.
5: So I got 12. That
1: is a full success. Very
5: well done.
1: You're very, very good at magic.
5: Yeah, Charlotte is watching you and her eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger like she thought you were just being crazy. And then she sees what you're capable of and is like, oh my God. Oh my God, Morris is an idiot savant.
1: (laughs) Truly,
2: those are her exact thoughts.
1: (laughs) Uh, You are. It is is perfect, Morris.
2: This is the best ward that has ever warded.
0: I'm going to take like a brief 30 second pause to go make sure my door is yes. locked. <laughs> <laughs> There's been nights when I leave for or like mornings where I leave for work and it turns out I never locked my door the oh, night man. before. And oh, I'm like, Haha, whatever, because I don't care about criminals, but like spooky monsters that don't exist.
5: <laughs> no, thank you. Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Holy shit.
5: I feel you. Okay, okay,
3: okay. (laughs) Moving on.
1: So, investigate a mystery. You got a 12. So, in this office, you see a beautiful wooden desk. It is large. It is ornate. It's very carved. It's not just a table with legs. It's, like, the whole desk. Like, there's a front to it and everything where you can't see the person's legs. All of that is beautiful wood. And there's two chairs sitting in front of the desk, and behind the desk is a very nice-looking leather chair. In this room also is a table and two chairs. There are several bookcases, and there is a large pedestal with an old antique Bible sitting on it, surrounded by a cube of glass. So you hold two. Where did it go? Under this desk, you absolutely find a button.
2: Hell yeah. Amazing.
1: Well done. Holy shit. I knew it.
5: Heather, that's so fucking hot.
1: (laughs) You press the button and a pedestal, it like slides over, revealing a staircase going down. I guess... I guess that should have been what is being concealed here.
2: Well, I mean, that's what I was going to follow up with because what I want to know is as we obviously go down this new staircase that has revealed itself what vibes are we getting as we go down the secret tunnel old old
1: very old much older than anything that is built here
2: Hmm. does it look built or does it look like somebody took advantage of its presence
1: it is absolutely built there's a lot of limestone, and it's all cut into blocks, and it forms like a very old, smoothly worn staircase that leads downwards.
2: I turn to everybody else. Are we ready for this, guys? I mean, it kind of seems like we have to be.
1: As you say that, all of the lights in the building flicker.
3: Hmm.
0: Mm. I did really good magic, right?
1: The lights flicker again.
0: Does my, would my magic, like, what's the vertical on my magic?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I've always imagined it as an infinitely upward and infinitely downward cylinder or whatever shape you I'm going down,
0: I'm going down the stairs or whatever. Sure. That sounds fine.
1: The lights, as you begin to descend, go completely out.
4: Brad is hyperventilating. I'm not sure he's going down the stairs.
1: Has everyone else filed down the stairs?
5: No, Charlotte sees that he's freaking out and turns around and grabs him by the forearms and looks him dead in the eyeballs and says, what is wrong? What do you need?
4: I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can do this. Like, I, ever since I've been here, I've, I've been trying, but I'm just, I'm in over my head and I don't, maybe I should just stay here.
5: She pulls out, an inhaler and hands it to him and says, you don't have to go down there. Nobody's making you do that. You can stay right here if that's what you want to do. I think we should stay together, but I'm never ever going to put you in a situation that you don't want to be in. And it's going to get dangerous down here. So you don't have to be down there. I'm not sure I even want you to be honestly.
4: I think that her saying that she's not even sure she wants him to, I think that that reaches him on some level because he's always been the older brother and he's always been the one who is supposed to sort of take care of her. And I think that her so effortlessly and easily sort of falling into this role of being the protector is surprising to him in a way that kind of maybe shocks him out of this just a little bit, like enough to maybe like take a couple steps forward and start down the stairs.
1: As your courage begins to come again, as the lights flash back on for just a brief second, in the open doorway where you guys came into this room is a bald man standing in a hospital gown and is just standing there staring at you. And then the lights go off. (laughs) (laughs) And you are in darkness because Mags took the flashlight down.
5: Charlotte has a flashlight.
4: He got past the salt, is that what you're telling me?
1: No, no, he was just standing in the doorway. He had not crossed the Okay, assault. okay. As you, Charlotte, turn your light to the doorway as the lights go back out, he is gone. See, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. I don't know what's going on, come on, let's go. Morris, you feel something touch the ward.
0: <gasps> How make ward turn into
5: fire that burn? <laughs> uh, on a 12 I think it should personally
1: <laughs> you feel it of all things weaken at the touch
5: no okay
0: I need fire everywhere right now I'm <gasps> ah, setting the church on we're fire
2: going underground. no no not,
0: not while we're in it mm, you guys are pod people <laughs> I don't like anything that's happening <laughs> oh
1: no I mean, you didn't see it.
0: I felt something fuck with the ward. Yeah, you did. And if I set the church on fire, we'll be able to
5: see things. But we might not be able to get out,
0: and nobody wants to
5: fight in a fucking basement, you know?
0: Morris, what's, what's wrong? I saw a creepy little bald all-teeth man, and I saw him when we were in the car, and I saw him again outside the church through the window, and I I put all the salt down so the bald hospital man couldn't come near us, and then something touched all my salt, and now all my salt has gotten weak. And I, I don't like it. I want to set the church on fire.
1: Brad, Charlotte, did you go down the stairs? Yes. Yeah, we, we started down. Okay. As you're saying this, Morris, Charlotte, and Brad come up to you.
0: Marshmallow Brad and Marshmallow Brad's sister, did
5: you guys fuck with my ward? No, but I definitely saw a spooky, a spooky guy. Uh,
1: you're all at, like, a landing on the stairs, and then the stairs go down more and curve.
5: Okay. Uh,
0: I wish you'd given me ammonia. Then I could just make mustard gas and be done with it. All right,
2: guys. Okay. Okay just hold on a second
1: it's a bit crowded in here everybody's very kind of packed in on this little landing this is not a wide staircase
5: Charlotte feels claustrophobic and immediately starts going down the stairs first
1: alright you continue downward, Charlotte does everyone follow her?
4: I do follow her, yeah I definitely do
0: I'm gonna pull out my cat brooch Ah. what's my cat brooch doing?
1: The brooch is pulsating rather quickly. Jaden is probably nearby.
0: Can I just yell out, "Jaden, you son of a bitch, get out here"?
1: Yeah, you or, absolutely. Of course, you can yell that out.
0: Okay, I'm gonna yell that out and see if I hear anything. I feel like I'm paranoid enough of everything, but I also really hate the hospital man and the cat. The cat brooch is doing things. And I think Morris is just going to scream out, I fucking hate you, (laughs) Jaden. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm sick of your fucking shit, dude.
1: As you say that, (laughs) you feel the last of the energy within your ward. You can't describe any other feeling other than like a sucking and it's gone.
0: That 12 was pretty shit. Uh, That 12 led to pretty shit magic. All right, I'm setting the uh, church on fire.
1: It wasn't shit magic. If it had been anything else, you may have done better with it. But it is what it is.
0: All right.
4: Nate's going to kill us, you guys.
0: I'm going to set the church on fire. Okay, wait, Boris, before you- You guys have have like 30 seconds to convince me not to set the church on fire. What about
2: Adelaide? That's why we're here. We're trying to find Adelaide. I, you know... We have to save her. Marshmallow Adelaide might be better as S'mores Adelaide. Okay, what if it's not Marshmallow Adelaide? What if it is the real Adelaide? And the way that we save all the real people is by saving her. So you're saying, like, you guys
0: are taking me to where you stored all my friends? Sure. Sure. Then what's with the hospital guy? I don't know. Okay, well, I think we should set the church on fire still, because of the hospital guy. What can we do instead of setting the church on fire?
2: We can get down there and find Adelaide, and find Jaden, and make him stop. We know that he works- Hold on, hold on, Morris. You know that he works with monsters. You saw what he did with the face spider.
1: Mags, you're like turned back towards Morris with the flashlight- and you catch a glimpse up at the top of the stairs, and you see a bare foot, mm. followed by some leg, and like the bottom of a hospital gown at the top of the stairs. But okay, you can't we need to see... get go.
2: We need to go right now and find Adelaide and find Jaden like, and make light him stop. This
1: barely touches the the foot.
2: Okay, I'm gonna just I'm I'm sprinting down the
0: stairs. I'm sprinting down the stairs. Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't like anything you're doing right now. i thought i had imparted a sense of urgency and you guys are dithering on the stairs i don't know what to do
0: because they won't let me set the uh, the the the, the church on fire and i think setting the church on fire is the best idea but
4: you're in the church morris in game and out of of game you You know
0: what if it kills the monster if i die too so be it you can't be paranoid if you're dead
1: (laughs) this is gonna break this group mags yes do you turn back to look at all? Of course I do. Okay, so when you turn back to look, right as you reach the bottom of the stairs and a door that is already open, because Charlotte and Brad have already gone through, you turn back and standing on the landing, at the edge of the light, you see part of the hospital gown and the feet. Because it like curves around, you, so you can't really see it very well. And the sure. light just barely reaches it.
2: I, I keep going. I slam the door and I keep going. Okay. I have
0: um, a 60-foot movement speed, according to the Steve (laughs) DeCampish.
2: Hey, friends. Heather here, ready to talk to you all about my drinking habits. I love having a fancy drink at all times, but especially when I'm sitting down for a long-haul game session. My ideal scenario is my ever-present big cup of water... A coffee to keep me going, and a third cup of something that will surprise me when I'm focusing too hard on destroying Greg and think that I'm grabbing the coffee. Mini Worlds Tavern is a win win. It's an honestly good beverage catered to dorks like me. They are the online coffee and tea company for Game Night. They have a give back program that donates a dollar from every bag sold to various tabletop related nonprofits. They also do a cool treasured realm monthly box that sends a special blend of coffee, magic tokens, stickers, and dice. It's like I've been profiled. We're really grateful for their support in our upcoming project with the Storyteller Squad. And we are happy to let you know that the first 100 listeners who use the code NAMELESS at checkout will get... 10% 10% off their purchase so hurry on over to manyworldstavern.com and get my christmas present unlock okay okay thanks guys
1: you all rush down the stairs and you enter a large stone room that has two doors on either side and one door ahead of you. And the room is lit by sconces on the wall. There's just two on each side.
4: I'm assuming with fire and not electricity?
2: Correct. I, like, stage whisper to Charlotte, any idea where that scent has gone? Um... Not really, but
5: uh, if I am chasing somebody, I get a plus one on going. Well, we're running away. <laughs> I get a plus one for that too.
2: <laughs> nice.
5: Are
4: there any like blood stains or anything? We know there was blood involved at the bed and breakfast. Do we see any?
1: I think this whole place is pretty well worn. Like the the rock has been worn down smooth, but you can see that people have walked to the doors, right? It's a little more smooth there. There are a couple of chairs in this room, and there are bookcases.
2: Like modern furnishings?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to follow the footsteps, because I'm going to kill Jaden. Sure. I can't remember if my uh, geish is about bringing him back alive or bringing him back dead, but I am going to kill him. Like, eh, things happen.
1: Either way. (laughs) Uh, it was to bring him back alive, uh, if I recall correctly. Oh,
4: that's right, because there was a whole conversation about about whether you could maim him or not.
1: And I knew that was going to be a problem.
0: <laughs> if he has to be alive, but he doesn't have to be unharmed? Correct. I'm, I'm going to torture Jaden, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is about to take a dark turn. <laughs> okay, I would like to... Take a look and see where people have gone most recently. I want to listen at doors. I want to see what's going on. I am also doing that and I'm flying through the room
5: going as fast as on possible. On
1: the left, uh, the two doors one is a wooden door with a very simple lock, and one is a steel door with a very complex lock.
2: Okay, well, it's going to be that one.
0: All right, can I use magic to get through that lock? What does it say? <laughs> Can I untrap a specific
5: person?
2: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Or Uh,
0: unbar a portal?
5: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Is the key on the key ring that Heather got earlier? Or Max got earlier? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try the keys. It
1: is not on that key
5: ring. I'm
2: sorry. you could have just given it to us, Nathan.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
2: But it is a lock. Like, a key fits in it. Some kind of key. This
4: one is the big skull-shaped lock. That's the size of the whole door.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so the door straight ahead opens up into a larger room that kind of slants inward on itself, like a funnel or a drain of some sort. <laughs> and in the middle of it, there is a pair of shackles that are chained to the floor.
2: Do they have Greg and old- foundry mark on
1: them. You're not close enough to tell. That's what's in that room though. You cannot open the steel door on the left. The wooden door on the left you open it and there are like supplies in supplies here. Supplies
0: like guns and bombs and things to start fires?
1: No, not guns and bombs. Uh there's like supplies like beef jerky and
2: like prepper stuff.
1: Yeah, there's some prepper stuff, but it's not like some crazy preppers place.
0: It's more like a storm shelter.
1: It's general stuff. There's like supplies for various things, not just foodstuffs.
0: This is where they put all their toilet paper that they bought during COVID. Oh, except we said COVID never happened in this one. That's right. Still a lot of toilet paper, though.
1: Uh, The two doors on the right are locked as well. They are just wooden doors, though.
0: I try to kick the doors open. Yeah. I'm going to punch some doors. Sure.
1: Uh, I mean, I think Charlotte can easily kick them down. Brad could probably easily kick them down as well.
0: All right, you guys you guys do it.
1: Yeah, so I think you kick all these doors in. One room has, like, cubbies, I guess you could say. And they have, like, robes in them.
5: Of course they do.
1: <laughs> They're like a uh, dark green robe. I grab
5: one and throw it on. Yeah,
0: I was going to say the same thing. I'm going to put on a robe just in case, you know. Sure. I mean, I think
2: we all grab robes, yeah? Just in case.
1: Uh, sure, if you want.
4: I'll put one on, and even in the in my depressed state, I'm going to wear the front open just a little bit more than I have to.
5: <laughs> Show a little chest. Charlotte's yeah. like rolling her eyes, and she's like, you almost had clothes on.
1: <laughs> Who is standing in the main room? Who is not getting a...
2: Me. I had Charlotte pass me one. Okay. But I am standing guard in that hallway.
1: You hear the door handle on the door that you shut rattle.
2: I'm going to cross the hallway in my green robe and knock on the steel door. Are you not going to like warn us that this happened? I don't want you to freak out. I mean, yeah, I'm going to pull out my gun.
1: (laughs) There is no response at the steel door.
2: I hit it louder and call out, hello.
1: As you do that, everybody is out of the robe room at this point, probably. Hmm. Morris, why don't you roll read a bad situation?
0: Oh, God. Oh, man. Got a five. I got a four. Oh, so nine.
1: Hold one.
0: Max did not tell us about the rattling door handle, right? I didn't. I didn't say it.
1: It is not rattling anymore. Uh, hairs on the back of your neck kind of stand on end. God, he's already in the room, isn't he?
0: Are there any dangers we haven't noticed?
1: Yes. So you look down and you see the edges of your robes.
0: I'm stomping. I'm stomping as hard as I can. I'm just stomping. Oh, hold
1: on. <laughs> Let me tell you first what you see. <laughs> uh, you see the edge of your robes like shifting in a breeze. I'm stomping. And you look over at the door and you realize that there is a breeze coming from the door. and the breeze gets stronger.
0: I'm pulling out my gun and I'm pulling out matches I probably have or a lighter.
1: Anybody else? <laughs> I mean,
4: I'm gonna look at the source
1: of the wind. Not a lot of basements that have a breezeway. you I mean, you definitely feel it. And as you're standing there, it's getting stronger. and the first two torches in the room go out.
0: I'm shooting the wind. Morris begins to fire
1: wildly in a stone room. I attack the darkness. Morris, why don't you roll luck?
0: How do I do that?
1: (laughs) Half your luck rounded up.
0: Half my luck left?
1: Yeah. Roll 2d6, add 2. I got a 7. Okay. Uh, Mixed success. You do not hit any of your fellows.
2: Oh. That's nice.
1: But. Uh, you do hit one of the sconces that are still lit.
0: Oh, shit. My bad. It goes out. Okay, well, I still have my flashlight and the lighter. I'm probably not holding both.
1: There is now one sconce in Mags' area that is lit.
2: And I've got my flashlight. The rest of the
1: room is beginning to be shrouded in darkness.
2: I'm keeping my flashlight trained up the hall, the direction that Breeze is coming from.
1: Well, it's just at the door. It's, it's coming from a door that's closed. Wait, 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 There is a closed door, Dennis, from which the breeze is coming out. It's coming from between the cracks, and it's getting stronger. What? Yeah, like, from under the door. The door is not completely flush with the ground.
2: At the door to the sto- stairwell. I'm keeping my flashlight turned that way, because so far it has only been at the edge of the light. Correct.
1: As the last torch goes out, You all, in a perfect spotlight, are able to see the door creak open. The bald head is what you see first, and a totally neutral-looking face begins to peek through the side of the door.
0: I have my gun, like, trained on him.
2: Is it someone we recognize?
4: We're gonna bet. It's Sam Kelly. (gasps)
2: <gasps> oh my god
4: <laughs> point, point of order I went into their bedroom Before the hole got fixed Would I have seen photos? Would I recognize him?
1: Brad why don't you roll Sharp? Oh boy that's always great Is Brad that observant Is my question
0: If this is Sam Kelly That means Max hasn't murdered as many people
1: <laughs> No I'm not going to make you roll for that Yes it looks, it looks like a bald Sam Kelly <laughs> Okay
0: I, when you said no, I thought you were going to say, no, it's not Sam Kelly anymore because Max has to have murdered
3: enough people. (laughs) 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 Can't take that away from her.
4: Okay. It's Sam. What? It's Sam Kelly. I, I saw this picture when I went into the, into their room. There was a, a, a vacation photo of him and his wife.
2: Sir, do you know your name?
1: Mags, roll Act Under Pressure to keep your light as something comes
2: for it. Six on the dice. That's an eight total.
1: Mmm. A mixed success.
2: Worst outcome, hard choice, price to pay.
1: You're holding your gun up and
2: the light? I think I've been holding my flashlight in my left hand and pounding on that steel door with my right.
1: You have to move the light away from the doorway to avoid the light being dashed from your hands that is a worse outcome i think
5: yeah i'd say so charlotte yells group up and tries to run quickly and get everybody's
2: backs to each other very nice
5: yeah i'm gonna go like like
0: these are the marshmallow people i've been with and trust (laughs) bald hospital man i don't (sighs) Like, between the two of them, I'm going to run towards where Mag I know was. Or I guess the, the flashlight's still on, it's just not at the door.
1: Okay, so in the chaos of this moment, it's dark in this room, right? Completely dark. Except for the flashlights flashing around wildly now. I want all of you to roll Act Under Pressure.
3: <sighs> oh boy. Alright,
0: first roll was a two. <gasps> uh, oh, two Thank plus God. five is seven. <laughs>
1: uh, eleven. Full success.
2: You're cool yeah. as a cucumber. I rolled snake eyes. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh my no. god! But I'm gonna use a point of luck. Oh shit! Woo.
5: You gotta do what you gotta do.
2: She
1: did it. I think, especially with the use of the luck, you are able to write your light and like pull it around you, basically, because it obviously doesn't seem to like the light. You're not stupid. So you're, like, able to pull it around you, basically. You're kind of, like, like holding it up and tilting it downward. Yeah. To create a ring of light around you, at least. And everybody else kind of tries to get towards you. Now, Morris, what was your roll?
0: Seven. Okay. success.
1: And Charlotte, yours was nine?
0: Oh, yes. Nate, as a fan of your narrative, if you put Morris (laughs) next to Sam Kelly, I am going to attack Sam Kelly with my teeth.
1: Um, that, okay, (laughs) that's cool.
0: Noted. He'll just attack you with his,
1: and his are much bigger. Well,
0: his jaw goes higher, which makes it much easier to wrench his jaw and tear it off his face. Wow.
1: Sure. A worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Your price to pay, Morris, is you trip and your gun clatters off into the darkness.
0: What about my lighter?
1: Whatever you were holding in your hands clatters into the darkness. You know, you drop everything to to like catch yourself, right? Charlotte, in your circle of light, you can only get either Morris or Brad.
3: Well
5: duh, like get Brad. Get Brad. Morris yeah. is crazy. Morris is on my list of things <laughs> that I need to deal with.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Super. Morris.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: in the pitiful amount of light that exists around you, you suddenly in front of you see a giant eye kind of shimmers and you feel something reaching out towards you. What do you do?
0: I'm going to throw my pocket sand at the eye.
1: Sweet. Why don't you roll act under pressure?
0: Things don't like it when they get in things in their eyes. I don't like it when things get in my eyes. Oh, shit. The first one's a six. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Second one was a two. So I got an eight.
1: A worse outcome, a hard choice or a price to pay. I think the worst outcome is you like do throw it in its eye but n- and get away from it. Yeah. But not before it touches you.
2: (laughs) So. I would like to protect someone.
1: Okay. Why didn't you roll
2: it? Well, I don't have to. Oh! Because I have never again may choose to protect someone without rolling as if you had rolled a 10 plus. Hell
3: yeah.
2: But I may not choose suffer little harm.
1: Okay. So on a protect someone, can you read me what the
2: options are? Suffer little harm, which I can't do. Right. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy or hold the enemy back. And I would like to hold the enemy back.
1: Okay. Yeah, you like rush and push Morris out of the way just as the hand comes up and like grabs your arm. Mm. It's just a human hand. But as it does, you feel a prickling on your skin. As if dozens of needles are poking into your arm. Ugh. But you grab it back and hold the light up to it. As soon as you get the light in front of its eye, the distended bleeding jaw closes. And before you didn't see any wounds on its face or anything like that. But now you see in the light, you see almost like a Joker smile Ugh. from where the flesh has torn. You grab onto them and, like, shine the light on them. You take one harm, ignore armor. Ugh, shoot. Question. Yeah. Do you have any magical effects on you? No. Okay.
0: Wait, the curry! She's yellow from curry, and she's a frog!
2: Oh, yeah, and I'm still froggy.
1: Ah, okay.
2: I don't know if those are still magical.
1: Mm, Uh, (laughs) sure. What is your health at?
2: I am now unstable.
1: Oh, no. You can decide how you're unstable from this. Yeah. But you feel literally your soul slash magic being ripped out of your body. It's a very painful experience.
2: I, I think she just throws up. Right in its fucking face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Throw up in its mouth. Just vomits from the, the terrible, visceral feeling like her heart is being torn out of the middle of her chest.
1: Jeez. What do you all do?
0: If she really vomits in his mouth, I'm going to be like, damn.
1: I mean, she vomits on his face and on his body.
0: I'm going to be like, damn. (laughs) Brad
1: hasn't done much. What does Brad do? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, did I see it? It's we're all in the dark, right? I mean, you see it now. It's clearly lit up by Mags.
0: Well, and she I think she has the flashlight pointed at its face because that's what made it stop.
4: I think on instinct, Brad's going to take a swing at it uh, and try to smite it. But, you know, if, if he has sort of been feeling in over his head and, and un, unfit to be a part of all this, seeing this thing with the eye in its mouth and, and hearing Meg scream and all that, I think that his instinct is to take a punch, but I feel like there's going to be some hesitancy there. Sure. I don't think his heart's in it, so... you trying to fail? I, I, don't, I don't think I'm trying to fail. I'm trying to be true to the tag you gave me and, like, what's happening in his head. Right.
1: No, I I fully understand. So why don't you roll tough? Why don't you roll kick some ass Uh uh, with a minus one?
4: Okay, that works. Please roll well. I accept. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Well, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Seven. Make success.
1: Okay, all right. You exchange harm. So you run up to it and swing your fist at its face. Yes? Sure.
4: Unless you're going to bite me.
1: (laughs) As you do, you connect, and it lights up, but it sparks instead of exploding like it did before. Okay. So you get some light around it, and uh, there's a visible nimbus around your fist, but it's faint due to your hesitation. Okay, gotcha. You then feel something sink into the back of your leg. What? The back of my leg? And you look down and there is like a centipede-esque tail. It looks like a segmented centipede body without legs. And it's got a double mandible pincer on the end, but it also has a very long needle poking out. And it stabs into your leg. It deals one harm, ignore armor.
3: Mm.
2: You deal
1: too harm to it. Yeah, Brad is unstable now.
2: Oh my god. The light
1: around your fist seems to be enough even though it's weak. Where you punch, the skin sears away and it reveals some of that large eyeball that seems to be existing in its skull. And as you pull your fist away, you see the pupil and Iris, like, turn to look out the hole at you. Ugh. Ugh. Brad... Do you have any magical effects on you? No. Nope. Okay, cool.
0: Has it been like sufficiently demonstrated that the thing really hates light? Yes. Can I use magic to just make a shit ton of light? Maybe I'm just gonna use magic to make Morris glow and like reflect light, like he's a magic little crystal. Yes,
5: yes, yes. That's yes, finally yes. Happened. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna become the magic crystal. That has light coming from it. Okay.
1: Why don't you um, roll use magic?
0: I've got a two, a five, and then my plus three, which equals a ten. Oof.
1: Nice. So you got a ten. You just light up like a fucking Christmas tree?
0: Like a glow stick, yeah. Uh,
1: what's the color of the light?
0: So in my head, I was thinking like a nice like amethyst. Okay, cool.
1: As you light up.
0: Or amber. Amber. Let's go with Amber, because Amber's the color of your energy.
1: You all get a good view of Sam Kelly. Sam Kelly now has a horrible wound on his face. He staggers backwards, and you see retracting into his hand are a bunch of stingers, basically. And you hear an, hmm, you know, unearthly chittering. As Sam Kelly covers his eyes and the tail lashes out at Morris.
5: Oh, no. So Charlotte is seeing all this stuff going on and she has never really been religious, but is suddenly praying to any God, any being, anything that is near her listening. Please let me just keep my cool. And she says, everybody stay back. And she's going to shift into her monstrous form. If the
0: tail touches me, the light's going to go out. Because the light's a magic effect that's on me. Yep. And
5: when he touches us, the magic effect goes away. I want to gore this thing out before the tail touches touches uh, Morris.
1: Charlotte leaps forward. And in midair, I mean, I don't want to describe how your transformation looks.
5: Um, I think it's horrifying and so fast that your brain can hardly comprehend it before happening before your eyes but
1: do like your eyes come out of your head and your teeth fall out and everything yes
5: and brad you realize that like she probably got gore in her hair twice before she fucking cut that really really short her beloved prized hair.
3: <laughs> she turns yeah.
5: into a deer that is like huge. And the antlers are so massive and they're almost undulating and they're like vanta black. Like there's no light getting anywhere near them. And she just charges forward.
1: Do you want to roll protect someone or kick some ass?
5: Uh kick some ass.
1: Okay. So roll kick some ass for me.
5: Oh, beautiful. Brad Thank is you.
1: horrified.
4: Dennis is super impressed. This is so cool.
5: (laughs) Um, That is a 13. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) On a 10 plus, plus, I believe you get an additional effect. Not one of the advanced effects, though.
5: I am going to get add. Can I just add plus one for the harm? (laughs) Is that okay? Yeah,
1: what are all your tags on your attack? Can you read them out to me?
5: Three harm intimate, ignore armor, to base.
2: It's not magical, right? No. Great. Just a deer rip it into somebody. Yep.
1: It does ignore armor, but I don't know if it can ignore this armor. That plot armor. So what's the total damage? Four. Oh, it's got the light shining on it. You gouge into its chest and rip an arm off. It's not a slice or anything. You, like, catch it on a horn and move your head upward, and you can all hear the flesh and tendons breaking and tearing and the bones splintering as you catch this arm on your horn and, like, rip it off of its body.
2: Does he react at all? Does he cry out in pain? No.
1: No. Mm. oh i'm sorry you have to take harm uh because because
2: it's exchange it's harm.
1: exchange harm and you did not choose suffer one less harm also you absolutely drop your flashlight in all of that sorry
5: yeah i figured i didn't need it yeah yeah second. yeah i mean as long as i stopped morris from getting hit then i thought i was good i'm sure i destroyed my clothes too so great
1: get that robe on you're good I also need you to roll Act Under Pressure.
5: Yeah, I know you do. Uh,
1: Because this room just became a fucking bloody mess.
5: Okay, okay. Everybody or just Charlotte? Just me. Just Charlotte. That's an eight.
1: Worst outcome, hard choice, price to pay. Uh, Price to pay is...
0: 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cash up you right now. (laughs)
5: Don't be mean, Nathan. You've already been so mean to these people. (laughs) I mean,
1: okay, fine. Price to pay is your flashlight breaks as you step on it in your mad rage. How about that? Fine. But you don't hurt any of your friends.
5: But I can see in the dark? Sure. Okay.
1: I'm going to regret that later, I'm sure. But you see better than most. In pitch blackness, I don't think you can see.
5: I mean, I'm a deer. It's
1: like low light vision, right?
0: Morris is, is a light f- flashlight, though. Yeah. Now.
1: Yes, yeah, you can see right now.
0: He's a glowy boy. Hopefully we don't need stealth at any point coming
5: up.
1: <laughs> you take one harm, ignore armor. Do you have any magic effects on? No. All right. The creature, Sam Kelly faster than you can blink like backs up and is 10 feet away you all feel like a small gust of wind it moves again and is basically darting very very quickly around towards morris
2: i keep my flashlight trained on it
1: uh why don't you roll act under pressure to do so as it is moving very quickly wait the whole room is lit up
0: yeah I, mean, I feel like we're better off just shooting him, right?
1: Or I mean, do you, you want to roll act under pressure to keep your light on him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Please.
0: But I don't think the I don't think the extra light's going to do anything.
1: In case your light goes out, she'll have the. F-
0: oh, in case he actually touches me, that's a ten.
1: Yeah, you absolutely are able to keep track of him, and you see glinting in the light, very, very fast moving wings of some kind.
2: I think that when. Charlotte transformed and leapt over all of us. Mags has basically collapsed against the steel door at her back and is just like sitting there holding on to this massive mag light with both hands, keeping it like shooting between people's legs or around somebody's side, trying to keep a travel spot on this guy.
0: Um, I'm going to pull out my flashlight that I had put away earlier and I'm going to train it on Sam Kelly just as a little like one 2 fuck you just because you touch me doesn't mean my lights going away. And also I will eat you.
1: OK, why don't you also roll act under pressure to keep it trained? Because it is very difficult. He's moving very quickly.
0: I got snake eyes, so
5: I do a bad job.
1: OK, Mark an XP.
5: <gasps> oh, I get XP. Charlotte is using preternatural speed to sort of weave through the area and try to cut eyeball guy off.
1: Why don't you roll protect someone? I would
5: love to. But
1: also, I have to resolve this act under pressure first.
5: Yes, whenever.
1: Because it was a failure. Morris, you absolutely fumble the flashlight.
5: It shatters. It
1: falls, you hear it shatter, and you feel something about to pierce your leg. Charlotte, why don't you roll protect someone?
5: I got a six plus one.
1: A seven. Why don't you read what happens on a seven to nine?
5: You protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get.
1: All right. You take one harm, ignore armor. And the light does not go out.
2: When's my luck going to run out? Guys, I think we need to get out of here.
1: Okay, I want to hear Mags
4: say that. This actually thematically works out because I was going to say, I want to try to protect Morris. But then Charlotte got there first with the Peter Natural Speed, which, again, feeds into Brad's sort of like not feeling up to snuff. So I think that what he's going to try to do is use no limits to get into that steel door.
5: Oh, yes. Do it. I'm going
4: to and I'm I'm also unstable. So I'm going to scoot. I'm going to like I'm going to hear Mags. I'm going to crouch down next to her and be like, Ooh. can you scoot over for a second? And then I'm going to reach up and grab the door and try to just, like, tear it off the hinges.
1: Brad, why didn't you roll plus weird?
4: To be clear, this is not because Brad thinks that he's got this move. It's just because...
2: Just desperation. If nothing else,
4: he's a big, strong guy, so he's got to be good for something, right? I know, right? I know. So...
2: Are we able to help
0: out, or, like, am I preoccupied by... I don't think you're able to help out on this.
1: That would be. I think we're like keeping the
5: monster busy while uh, he does this. Yeah.
4: Before I even roll, Mags, what you see? Have you guys all seen um, Princess Mononoke? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know the scene where he's carrying Mononoke out of the fortress and pushes on the big door, and as he pushes,
0: yes.
4: Yeah. That's kind of what you see, Mags. Uh. I start pulling on the door, and you see blood like start dripping. You know, some some wound beneath the robe. Here we go. So that would be a seven, except that I have minus one to weird.
3: Mm.
5: Oh.
1: So that's a six. So mark XP, I know you level up. I do get to take a hard move still, though. That's fine. So
5: leveling up is awesome.
1: First of all, as you do this, you feel something course through your veins. You felt it a couple of times, like when you smite things. And I believe you've, you've done this once before as well i tried like it yeah you feel it rise up within you and then it hits something it's like hitting it's like enclosed and it can't quite get out and your arm just veins begin popping along it like in an anime when you know the blood spray happens do you know what i'm talking about yeah that like happens all over your arm and uh you take one harm ignore armor okay what's your life at i have five harm your arm just falls completely useless at your side and the despair absolutely overwhelms you you turn around feeling completely impotent in this situation and you see your sister fighting this horrifying creature from beyond imagination from beyond nightmare you see as like she is grappling with its arm and in the other hand she has its tail but it's like its tail is a little too strong for her and it's like giving her several puncture wounds as she tries to hold it back they're not super deep but it's getting in there as charlotte and this beast wrestle charlotte gets in front of the flashlight that mags is holding up and in the shadow of charlotte you see the mouth immediately open the eye is there and from the sides of its jaw two huge pincers like split from its cheeks and go for charlotte's throat brad yeah what do you feel in this moment time slows your sister seeing the danger having preternatural speed releases the tail and the arm and begins moving her hands up to grab to try and grab the mandibles and the tale takes that moment to travel towards Morris. time slows for you. And you see all of this happening. Your brain somehow registers all of these things happening at once.
4: In this moment, it's, it's hard to even articulate. Everything that has happened to him in the last little bit has been one step forward and two steps back and this entire you know this last 18 hours or whatever since we got back from the swamp has just been failure after failure after failure and reminder after reminder that he can't do enough to protect the people that he cares about they had that whole conversation about how they were all going to be okay because they were all going to take care of each other and not only could he not even take care of Mags who is sitting next to him also bleeding out or Morris who is about to die right in front of him. Now his sister is here too. Just, you know, it's failure upon failure and especially with Charlotte, the one person that he sort of started this whole journey to maybe try to to help to find a cure for her. And... Resignation, I guess? Acceptance, but not the peaceful kind. Just the kind where everything is so fucked that you just sort of hope it will be over soon so you don't have to experience how fucked it is anymore. That's where Brad's at right now.
1: Brad, you suddenly smell s'mores.
0: I told you the fucking marshmallow people! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everyone, this is Nate. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nameless Monsters. You can follow us on Twitter at Namelessmon underscore pod and reach us by email at namelessmonsterspodcast at gmail.com. Monster of the Week was created by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. If you like the show, please rate and review us on a podcasting platform of your choice and let your friends know you loved the show. We really appreciate the help. Be safe out there and happy hunting.
2: We hope you enjoyed the music on today's episode. Most of our selections, including our show's theme song, Somewhere in the Dark, are used by permission of the composer, Holizna Radio, who can be supported on Patreon. Full listings and links can be found at our show notes and at namelessmonsters.podbean.com. hallway that goes along this larger hallway
1: uh yes it it if you turn if you turn right it uh into the door it goes for a little bit and then there's another hallway like this little or smaller hallway goes for a little bit and then turns in probably about 15 or so feet and then turns into another hallway it
2: turns right or left
1: uh both
2: what time of day is it again it's night
1: it is probably around nine o'clock.
5: Would you say these hallways are lit or not? What's
4: the humidity you think outside?
1: <laughs> What's the humidity? Yeah, just all uh, asking questions. Like sixty percent, seventy percent, maybe.
4: Okay. Okay. Cloud cover.
1: Uh, is it a full moon? No, there was lots of cloud cover. There was no moonlight.
3: I can't believe he's answering these questions, guys.
2: <laughs> Crack the whole case wide open.